When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk a little tight end action. George Kittle. Uh, George Kittle's a very frustrating fantasy player. I mean, he, he's great tight end, and I would still make the argument he's he's the best tight end. Yes, yeah. I'm looking at you, Travis Kelsey, all around in the NFL. But from a fantasy standpoint, man, oh man, is he frustrating as all very. hell. He constantly goes as a top five tight end, which is that's where he should be. He should be ADP yeah. top tight end five. No problem with that whatsoever. I actually have him ranked six uh, because I have Darren Waller and Dallas Goddard in front of him. And that's why gotcha. he kind of bumps down to my six. Cause I just think they're going to be a little bit more consistent. And that's where we get into the whole question of it all, because you look at the time he spent with Brock Purdy and he was amazing, but there's a couple of things that come with that. It was really a lot done when Debo Samuel was not on the field. And that's the hard part about all this. Seven targets, five touchdowns in three games, all with Debo not on the field. When Debo was on the field for three games with Brock Purdy and George Kittle, 4.6 targets a game. He had two touchdowns. Both came in the same week. Yeah. it's it. Listen, we had the same conversation with Brandon Ayuk the other year where he popped off. And we're like, Debo's not on the field. He can't do this with Debo on the field, and he could not do it with Debo on the field that season. And it's like, you know, we we kind of have to take it for what it is with Kittle because we know he's such an excellent talent, and when he's healthy, you know, the guy, the, he could ball out. He's a tank. And the, the problem is is that I find myself when I do draft George Kittle, I have to get another tight end in those later rounds. I have to get a David, you know, in the Joku or even – last pick Gerald Everett. Like I have to get a guy that's going to have some type of volume and have some type of touchdown upside that they have to have a red zone presence. And kid, I think that's what happens with people that get frustrated with kiddos because when they draft Kittle, they draft them as if they're drafting Travis Kelsey and they could fade the entire tight end position for the rest of the, for the rest of the draft or Mark Andrews. You can't really do that with George Kittle. And that's just kind of what you have to take with it. Yeah, that's the frustrating part. That's why I had to lay out, even with Purdy, because everyone looks at the run he had with Purdy, which was fantastic, yeah. but you had to look at it. It was still a matter of certain weapons not being certain on the field. Stances. Yeah, and, and that's just that's just the tough part of it. Love them. That's why I have a tight end six, though. I think if you can draft them at a certain point, it's definitely yeah. the inconsistency. You're fine with it. But if you keep punching them up and you keep trying to take them in front of everybody else, I think you're going to be kind of disappointed this season. And, you know, that's why I've talked about Waller and his consistency. I don't care about the injury issues. Why I've talked about Dallas Goddard and what he could be if he could stay on the field healthy. These guys are more consistent on a week to week basis. And that's what I like a lot, a lot about tight end, especially with high target shares. What about your boy? He's got a pretty high target share. Normally Tyler Higby, man, I, people sleep on him. I was on him last year. I was looking like a genius until the entire Rams offense decided to uh, leave the NFL early. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, <laughs> with Higby though, I mean, this guy is going as a tight end 15. Yeah. I got him in my top 12. I, I I feel as though I try not to be biased because I go against my player sometimes, and I feel as though Tyler Higby's one of those guys I can't buy into. I just don't feel as though he's going to be a week-to-week guy. Like, his ADP this year, I don't care. 
take him. Take him as your second tight end after you take Kittle or somebody in that caliber. I just want people to understand, have your expectations in order when you throw a Tyler Higby in and it's week four or is it week 10 or whatever, when he actually pops off, most times he's going to pop off on your bench. So have that expectation. You're just going to have to deal with a headache to know the matchup, to know the defense. You're going to have to really do some deep diving to know this defense cannot handle tight ends at all. They score every single game. That's going to be one of those situations you get in when you plug and play a Tyler Higby. He's not a volume guy. He's not a guy that has a huge red zone presence. It may seem like he does, but it does not happen when you have a Cooper Cup or you have McVay just going full blazing and doing uh, a, a trickery with Brent Scar- uh, Ben Skoranek or something like that. Like it's, It gets really nasty in that red zone where you're hoping for Higby to have that red zone presence, and sometimes it does not exist. Well, and the reason he finished tight end nine last year is because he did have the volume. He had 20% team target share. That was actually the second highest of any tight end last year. But to your point, the problem is the touchdowns. Touchdowns have always eluded Tyler Higby. He had that one stretch when he first popped onto the scene, but he's never been a guy who's had double digits, 2.7 last year, and it's always been an issue. But when I look at the guys going in front of him, Greg Dolchich, Chick. You know, I'm not gonna say his whole name, Chig. Uh, Dalton, <laughs> Dalton, Kade, Dalton Schultz. They're all ahead of him. I don't know of that list. I, well, actually, I do. I will say I will take him ahead of Kincaid nine times, ten times out of yes. ten. Yeah. But the other guys, Dalton, Chig, Schultz. He belongs in that tier. I don't know if I'm taking him necessarily definitively ahead of those guys, but he belongs in that tier, that back end, tight end one, high end, tight end two, the guys that you're going to be able to pivot to if you don't get, in my opinion, this year in a top seven tight end. Because me, there's your seven mm-hmm. tight ends. You might be able to fade the rest of the tight end position. After yeah. that, in terms of wild goose shakes, I think he belongs in that tier. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. All right. Well, let's talk about the Cardinals then. Let's, Trey McBride, Zach Ertz. We kind of mentioned earlier, I, I don't see Zach Ertz playing another down for the Arizona Cardinals. But <laughs> first of all, we don't know when he's exactly coming back. Because it wasn't That's just what ACL. Say, isn't that weird? OTA, we heard nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> Is he ACL there? ACL <laughs> and MCL. So it wasn't just an ACL on top of it. And he got yeah. hurt in November. Mm. He already runs like a statue. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know see if we it. see Zach Ertz this season. I don't know. And and if we do, it's not going to be Zach Ertz that we know and love. So that's a situation where it's like, are you going to gamble? No. Are you going to get the guy named Trey McBride? Absolutely. Because you're getting him in dirt cheap rounds because people are forgetting about him. Like he just wasn't a top prospect, you know, tight end in his draft. Like, what are we doing? And I like what I saw last season when he started getting the increase of snap opportunity. So that's very encouraging to see that they're utilizing him as a weapon in that offense, which is good. And I think this new coaching staff is going to identify him as a guy that kind of pops out during training camp. Like training camp is definitely going to be Cardinals training camp is something that you want to watch. And I think guys like Greg Dorch and, you know, guys want guys like Rondell Moore to pop out, but Trey McBride's the number one guy you need to be watching because the volume's going to be there for him. I don't think you want to watch him as much as the hard knocks jets, but that's for another conversation <laughs> at another time. <laughs> I'm with you on Trey McBride. Second round draft capital. He's a three down tight end, which I think is a big factor when you're talking about a team that might play it more conservative this year, especially in the red zone. And there's a wide opening for who's going to be the second highest targeted rate pass catcher on that team. It could be Trey McBride next to Marquise Brown. Very well could be. So I like tight ends who have a pathway for touchdowns and a pathway for a high target share. Trey McBride has both of those when a year. I don't think we're going to see Zach Ertz at all. 